We all have people in our lives that we wish could change, but trying to change them either does no good or it makes matters worse. Maybe instead of changing people, we need to change our perspective instead. Let's look at that today on Quick Counsel. Welcome to the Quick Counsel Podcast, where we will give you a simple and practical understanding of counseling issues and how they might apply to your life. Here's your host, Pastoral Counselor Brett Legg. My dad and I didn't have a very good relationship. He wasn't a very warm and fuzzy individual, and I can only remember him telling me he loved me once, though there probably were more times I can only remember once. And I can remember a lot of criticism, but very little involvement and encouragement. He was largely withdrawn and sullen, and he had a problem with alcohol, and he probably drank because of a problem with depression. And he just, he rarely smiled or engaged with us unless he was drinking. And we could not have been more different. He was a mechanic who worked on cars while I was into art and music. He wore a short, flat-top haircut while my hair was down to my shirt pocket. He was practical and serious while I was imaginative and funny. And he dreamed of owning a little garage while I dreamed of going on the road as a guitar player. And to top all of that off, he died of lung cancer at the age of 45 when I was just 18. So we never got the opportunity to make peace and kind of reconcile our relationship. Now, I would love to tell you that after my dad died, my perspective of him changed and I just felt better about things, but that's not what happened. I had a perspective on my dad that continued to be hurtful and even create anger in me long after he was gone. It was not until I changed my perspective that I was able to accept him and even appreciate him, though he was no longer here. How did that happen? Well, it wasn't something I intended to do. In fact, the change to my perspective felt a little bit more like divine intervention to me, which was weird because I was not even religious at the time. Here's how it happened. A few years after my dad died, I went out for a long walk, which was something I often did when I was troubled about something or trying to work something out in my head. Well, this particular day, I was remembering my dad and I was feeling very frustrated and cheated because I just didn't get the dad that I wished I had. Well, in the middle of my grumbling, a voice in my head said, What do you know about your dad? Now, this caught me off guard, and I don't want to make this sound too weird, but it was like there was a voice in my head asking me this question. What did you know about your dad? And the question just persisted, so I began to tally up what I knew about my dad. I knew that he was an only child, and his parents were very old when they had him. His mom had become an invalid, and his dad came back from the war just really harsh and angry and difficult. His dad once caught him down the road at a wiener roast with his friends and chased him all the way back home, hitting him all the way with a stick. And his parents put him to work in their general store probably as soon as he was old enough to do any work. And because of all of this, there was probably very little joy in my dad's life. Well, then, while I was processing all of this, the voice in my head said, Now tell me what kind of presents you got for Christmas. And I remember thinking, well, that's a really random question. But it caused me to remember Christmas presents like an electric guitar or an electric bass and an amplifier or a kit of drums, those kind of things. And as I was enjoying those memories about these things, then that voice surfaced again and said, Those were all high-ticket items. How long do you think it took your dad to pay off those presents? This is where my angry attitude towards my dad started to soften. You see, my dad was a car mechanic, 
and struggled to just pay bills and put food on the table. Chances are, about the time he got the last year's Christmas presents paid off, it was time to purchase the next year's Christmas presents. And suddenly, I realized that these high-dollar Christmas presents were the only way he knew how to show me he loved me. Yeah, I wanted hugs, and I wanted the I love yous, but he had never experienced that for himself. He didn't know how to do it. And because of his isolation and his depression, he hadn't really been able to learn it from anyone else. These Christmas presents that he had worked so hard to pay off were the only tool in this mechanic's toolbox to show me he loved me. And the voice in my head didn't say anything else after this. It, it didn't have to. I got it. My anger subsided. My perspective had changed. My dad was no longer mean. He was emotionally handicapped. He was no longer hard. He was hurt. He was no longer a disappointment. He was depressed. He was no longer a problem. He suddenly had become just a person. Why do I tell you this long, drawn-out story? Well, because whether it's a spouse or your kids or your friends, people will not always be who or how you want them to be. And since you can't force people to change, your best option for a better relationship is to change your perspective or continue to be frustrated and miserable. So how can you change your perspective on someone you're having trouble with? Well, it may be a little different for everyone, but here are some steps that worked for me as it related to my dad. First, stop taking them so personally. I know this sounds cliche, but most of the time their behavior has little to do with you. If I could unplug you and plug someone else into the relationship, they would probably be treating them the same way as they treat you. Why? Because it's not about you. It's about the other person. And the quicker you can start seeing the other person's attitudes and behaviors as being more about them than about you, the quicker your perception of them will start to change. Second, try to understand why they're that way. That person you wish you could change has a history. And that history holds hurts and disappointments and injustices and experiences that have contributed to their outlook and their behavior. Maybe you've contributed to some of that. But it's probable that most of that history has very little, if anything, to do with you. If you can see this, then it's easier to see that they are not intentionally a bad person or intentionally trying to get under your skin. They are more a product of their history than their intentionality. Third, look for positive traits and intentions in them. I know this is hard to do, especially when that person is being rude or combative or getting on your last nerve. In these situations, it's always easier to come up with a list of reasons why the person is a jerk rather than why they're a saint. But if you will intentionally force yourself to see all that's good about them, it will soften your attitude towards them. And if you will make it a habit to give them credit for those things, it might even soften their attitude and behavior towards you. Finally, Lower your expectations and work with them as they are. In her book, Embracing Uncertainty, Susan Jeffers points out that when we cut ourselves loose from our expectations, we will free ourselves from hurt and frustration, and we create more ability to enjoy situations and people just as they are. Expectations often feel like needs, and if you need a person to be how you want them to be, chances are you're going to wind up hurt and angry. Your expectations of who they should be will prevent you from working with and enjoying them as they are. 
Now, let's be honest. Working with a person as they are may require that you set some boundaries with them. You may need to limit your exposure to them. But at least you'll be allowing them to be who they are rather than twisting their arms to be different. And isn't that what we all want? We all want people to accept us for who and how we are. These are the four things that helped change my perspective on my dad, and I believe they can help you change your perspective on that difficult person in your life. These four practices will slowly change your view of that difficult person, and they'll slowly start to change from being a problem to just being a person, just like the rest of us. Now, here's the final word. I know this is easier said than done. I also know that there's no guarantees that changing your perspective will make the relationship what you want it to be. Some people are just so hurt or so angry or so wounded or so narcissistic that they just won't ever change. But I can guarantee you that fussing at them and trying to force them to change into what you want them to be will not work, and it will not get you or them what you want. In fact, it will probably make things worse. So you need to try something different. And you do that by trying to stop taking it so personally, understand why they're the way they are, look for their positive traits and intentions, and lower your expectations so that you can work with them as they are. Even though the relationship may not be what you want it to be, by doing these things, it will probably be better than it is. And finally, when you find yourself not wanting to do any of this, remember Someone out there may be needing and trying to change their perspective on you. Hey, I'm glad you were with us today. I know that we just scratched the surface on this topic, but this week I encourage you to try putting these things into practice with that person you're having difficulty with and keep it up until you see it making a difference. If you'd like more from me on this or other topics, I want to encourage you to check out brettleg.com. That's one T and two G's. And you can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now go out there, improve your perspective on someone, and I'll see you back here for the next Quick Counsel. Thanks for joining us today for Quick Counsel. This podcast is meant to give you a simple understanding of counseling issues and is in no way intended as a substitute for professional counseling or therapy. If you feel you need further help, please contact a local counselor, therapist, or physician. Thanks for listening, and we hope you will join us for the next episode of Quick Counsel. And his parents put him to work in their general store probably as soon as he was old enough to do any work. And because of all of this, there was probably very little joy in my dad's life. Well, then while I was processing all of this, the voice in my head said, Now tell me what kind of presents you got for Christmas time. And I remember thinking, well, that's a really random question. But it caused me to remember Christmas presents.